Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Giant Splash. I'm Henry Schulman, the beat reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. My guest today is shortstop Brandon Crawford, who is beginning his 10th year with the Giants. It doesn't seem that long ago he hit that grand slam in Milwaukee in his first big league game. Before we get to the three-time gold glover, we'd like to ask you to sign up for a new Giants newsletter from John Shea and me that'll go straight into your email inbox every week. It'll have a lot more Giants coverage. Go to sfchronicle.com slash Giants newsletter. That's sfchronicle.com slash Giants newsletter. On to Brandon Crawford. When I asked you to do the podcast, I promise you the first thing I would ask you about is your first award of 2020. Um, up in the clubhouse, there's a thing on the wall that is a, like a daily award for uh, something base running wise. And uh, they have these little round things that look like the lids to uh, like soup go cups. And your picture gets up there and uh, you won it yesterday. Uh, for a dash from first to home on a double by Evan Longoria in your first game. And uh, there's a picture of you and it says honest 90 and slick. What does that mean? Uh, I think it was the, the slick uh, for, uh, first to home. Um, I'm not sure what, what they meant by that. Um, and dash, I think is probably relative. Uh, the first, first to third, I felt fairly quick third to home. Um, I don't know if I would have called it a dash anymore or just kind of trying trying my best to, to get there and kind of fall in head first to, for the slide. But um, I think the honest 90 was I grounded out my first at bat, but ran hard uh, through the bag. And then um, the first to third or the first to home, um, I guess, just making it and being safe. Okay. Um, you uh, were, it was your first game yesterday. You were held back by the flu a little bit. Everything okay now? Yeah, I'm good. I don't know if it was even the flu. It was just, I uh, had a little fever, sore throat um, for a couple of days. So, um, you know, missed those two practices um, where I would have had live at bats um, against our pitchers. So um, during the first two games, I just kind of got my, my work in that way and, um, you know, played yesterday and, and felt good. Okay. Um, just going back, one last thing about the first to home. Uh, as you were just pointing out to me a little while ago, there's a difference between speed and running the base as well. And I think that's something Gabe and other managers have brought up. You don't have to be the fastest guy in the world to be a good base runner uh, to get that extra 90 feet. What is the key? Um, I mean, something we've been working on is is uh, making good turns, like cutting the corners um, as much as we can and getting those good turns to, to make it as much of a direct line from base to base as possible. Um, but I think the reason we have that award this, this spring, I think, is that we're trying to make a focus on base running and um, how important it is. And um, with a team, you know, with some power, not a lot of power playing in our park, um, we're trying to get runs any way we can. And if we can get some on the bases, then uh, that would be great. Now, is that something you're working with with Antoine Richardson? He's the base running coach. Uh, yeah, um, I mean we've we've been doing stuff with with Antoine with Woe, um, with kind of a combination of both of them most of the time, um, and I think some of the more 
technical stuff we're working on with Antoine, like cutting those corners and making as uh, direct of a line as possible to, from base to base. But then um, kind of the, the stuff where we're supposed to be picking up our coaches and picking up Wotus around the bases, we've been working on with them too. Okay. Um, I do want to get into some more of that kind of stuff, uh, stuff about the differences uh, between this year and, and past years. But, you know, the one thing that I just wanted to ask about right away that struck me, um, this is your 10th season coming up in Major League Baseball. And um, it just seems to me that it was like yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but it just didn't seem 10 years ago since you hit that grand slam in Milwaukee. Uh, does it seem like it's gone by for you fast? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I feel like almost with all things, um, you know, it seems like looking back on it now, it seems like it went by fast. But then when you're when you're going day to day and grinding through a season, um, especially the last few that haven't that have felt even slower than than some of those other ones, um, it does seem like it's been a while. And um, you know, you look back at that clip from 2011 with kind of short hair and. Um, you know, a lot different swing at the time. And you like, man, that, that, that does seem like it was a long time ago. But but like you said, you look back at, um, I mean, it doesn't seem like it was 10 years ago either. So it was, uh, well, it was four children and a wife ago too, right? I mean, all that has happened since your major league debut. Oh yeah. A lot of stuff's happened um, in, in that amount of time. So, um, and I think he, at the at the start of a new decade, I, I mean, I personally did. I think a lot of people did just looking through social media and stuff, and they they put out pictures from the past decade and stuff like that. And you kind of realize how much stuff has gone on and how much um, you know I've gone through. Um, mostly good, um, mostly good stuff that I've gone through um, in that past decade, and um, so in a way, it seems like a long time, but. Speaking of social media, um, you and, and your wife, Jaylen, um, have been very, um, you know, sh you've been very open about sharing stuff about uh, yourselves, your lives and your, your children. Um, I think a lot of athletes uh, keep that a little bit more private, but I think the fans have sort of grown up. The Giants fans have grown up seeing uh, the birth of your children and and uh, their exploits and all that. Um, how do you feel about, uh, you know, that being so public? Um. I think Jalen posts a lot more than I do, um, but um, but she's good with it. She, I mean, she always keeps it positive, um, and it is a way to uh, to connect with with fans to make us athletes seem more human. Um, and I think um, a lot of people are are a little more guarded with it. Um, like I don't post a ton, but I pick and choose my spots. Um, but, but like I said, it kind of humanizes us and, and shows fans that like we're, we're people too. We have families, we have other stuff going on. Um, you know, we're not just baseball players. How does Jalen deal with all the negative stuff? And I don't just mean negative stuff. I mean the toxic stuff that you can't possibly avoid if you're on social media a lot. Um, by ignoring it most of the time, I think. Um, and I mean, she sees it, but like you said, it's it's kind of unavoidable, um, especially on Twitter. It seems like, but um, which I've s stayed away a little bit um, from Twitter more often, and that's kind of why I got an Instagram. I just feel like it's a little bit more positive. No question. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's all you can do really is ignore it. You can't think about that stuff too much because you know there are going to be um, 
trolls and the you know the couch um, coaches and all that. One thing I learned uh, through social media this year was a very unusual trip that you took uh, to a place where most ball players don't go on vacation. I believe it had to do with an athletic event. Uh, could you talk about that? Yeah, we went to Paraguay um, this offseason. My my brother-in-law, so Jalen's twin sister's husband, um, plays beach soccer, and he was on the, he's on the USA national team, um, and they had the World Cup down in, in Paraguay. So um, I had never been to any of his games or anything like that. Never really had the chance. So we thought, you know, the World Cup, we could go and support him. We didn't have anything going on at the time. Um, so we went down there to Paraguay. There wasn't a ton to see in um, in Paraguay, but um, the soccer games were a lot of fun to watch. Um, a little faster pace than, than regular soccer. It's a little smaller field um, since it's on sand. Um, but it's it was it was fun. Okay, um, another brother-in-law just got three hundred and twenty-six million dollars signed with the Yankees. Um, did how much did you follow that? Uh, just not, not not even you know from a family standpoint and from uh, you know a family standpoint and a baseball standpoint. Uh, we're talking about Garrett Cole, of course, who signed with the Yankees. Um, I mean, it was it was awesome to see. I think we all kind of expected him to to get a pretty good contract, um, you know, being one of the top free agents um, on the market this offseason. Um, I don't know if anybody, anybody expected the amount of money that he got, but, um, I mean, we're obviously all all happy for him. Um, being on the East Coast for the next nine years, I don't know if if my parents are thrilled about, uh, about that, about being so far away, but, um, you know, that's what planes are for. They'll, they'll travel and see them and... Um, I mean, we're all happy for him. There was so much written from us, not from him, that uh, he was probably going to stay on the West Coast just because you do have a very tight family, very large family, uh, and he's from there, and you're from you know you're you're from there, and all that. Um, I mean, did w were you surprised at all that he took uh, a contract on the East Coast? Um, maybe a little bit, just because we had we had talked about. Um, you know, hoping to stay on the West Coast. I mean, he 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 would have preferred, I think, to stay on the West Coast had um, had he gotten a you know a decent offer or competitive offer to the one the Yankees gave him. But he also grew up a Yankees fan. He has a lot of connections in New York. His his dad is from New York originally, um, and I mean, so I'm I'm also not surprised in that way. Um, you know, he was drafted by the Yankees originally, um, right before college. Um, chose to go to college and then, you know, drafted by the Pirates, all that. But so I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I think we had all hoped um, that he would stay on the West Coast because obviously we'd see him a lot more. But um, didn't work out. Last Garrett Cole question, I promise. Um, how hard was it for him to abide by the Yankees' policy of no facial hair and and shave his uh, shave everything off? Um, I think going to a franchise like the Yankees, you, you kind of just know that going in, and that's it's not a big deal for them. I imagine I would do anything in my personal appearance they would ask me to for $326 million. Well, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about uh, you know things that are new here uh, and things you will hope to accomplish. We'll get there right after this. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Henry Shulman back with Brandon Crawford. Uh, Brandon, uh, one of the things Evan Longoria said when we talked to him a little bit earlier in camp was that a lot of you core players have uh, struggled in recent years uh, headed in the wrong direction and uh, he said it would be foolish uh, to not listen to sort of the new ideas that have been brought here by the new coaching staff he also said you know he's asked them to just throw everything you you want at me Uh, you know I want to listen then maybe later on I'll pick and choose what I want to hear and what I don't want to hear. Has it been similar with you? Yeah, very similar. Um, I mean, I think the first time I worked with our hitting coaches, they kind of asked me what I wanted to work on. And I was like, I, what do you, what do you guys want me to work on? Like, I'm, I'm all ears. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I know they had, they had studied a lot of video um, and looked at my swings going back to my rookie year. Um, so I knew they they had an idea. They had to have had an idea going into that first um, hitting session. So I I was I was wanting to listen to them and and hear um, what they had for me. And it's it's gone great so far. One thing we've noticed is I think you have your bat off the shoulder a little more, a little more upright. What's that meant to do? Um, that's just that's taking away maybe a little bit of wasted motion or a little unnecessary motion. That actually wasn't even um, them that that brought that up. It was just. Uh, more of a collection of a, of a few people that um, that I trust hitting wise and I've worked with in the past and um, just eventually me deciding like yeah it's it's unnecessary to have it on my shoulder at this point I started with it um, on my shoulder I think late like 2014 and it was meant just to to kind of get my hands in the right position so that I wouldn't like over rotate or anything right before contact and I think at this point um, in my career, I've done it for so many years that I don't need to start it on my shoulder anymore to know where my hands should be. Um, I can just start them there um, naturally and and not turn my shoulders too much. Um, so that's just getting getting rid of a little bit of wasted motion, which um, you know should help me get to balls quicker. Did it um, add to the credibility of these guys? Now, you know, some of your coaches now are younger than you are. Uh, don't have major league coaching experience did it add to their credibility in your mind that when they first approached you they had done all this research on you even going back to watching video from your rookie season definitely and i don't i don't think i ever really worried about how old they were how little experience they were they had i mean you look at you look at all some of these great coaches now that that guys are going to see in the off season or sometimes even in season um, that don't have any major league coaching experience and they're just you know they have their cage set up wherever it may be and they they just pick apart swings and they know mechanically what what works um so i didn't worry necessarily about that at all um and but yes it did also kind of add to their credibility with all the homework that they had done it would have been a lot different if they were just like, well, we like this drill. I don't know if it's necessarily going to work for you, but we like this drill, so let's try it out. But no, they had they had drills specifically for me um, built in already for what we wanted to accomplish. What's your confidence level that you can turn your hitting around this year uh, and move it in the right direction? I think it's I think it's pretty high. Um, you know, I 
I trust these guys and, and the adjustments that I've been, that they've been making with me. Um, and it may, may not have shown up so far um, in live at bats or my first game, but actually first game, I actually felt, felt pretty good yesterday. Um, the live at bats, I think my timing was a little off, but I think that happens every spring that's happened even in my best hitting years, uh, you know, my timing's out there right away in spring. So I'm not too worried about that. And I think that, um, I think having that instant feedback where they're watching and know exactly what we want to do with my swing um, and talking about it pretty much every day so far, we've talked about, um, you know, how I felt, what they saw, what I felt, um, and BP and at-bats, whatever it may be. Um, so I think getting that feedback right away is when will be really helpful. Yeah, I think I should uh, point out that the uh, the ball that you hit to get on base so that you could win that running award yesterday, it was a force out, but you hit the ball really hard to the first baseman. Um, now, you know, talking about offense, uh, I think is one thing. You're a three-time gold glover. Nobody's really ever questioned your defensive ability. And Gabe, Gabe Kapler, the manager, he, he has been really exceptional about not talking to us about things before he talks to the players. But... Um, he did let slip one thing when we were at the winter meetings about how he might like to work with you on uh, maybe changing uh, how your feet are, uh, which foot forward, I think, as you're getting ready for ground balls. And, and I know you talked to him about it um, later on. What is it about that, that adjustment? What is that adjustment that he's talking about? And, um, you know, how do you feel about, I mean, having been such a great defensive player all these years about actually being asked to maybe do something to get better there um yeah i mean the the comment that that he made during winter meetings um surprised me so we did talk about it um the the first time we talked actually um and i mean he loved that i brought it up because he's so open and like he said he's so open with communication and um wanting to talk to players all the time about you know how they're feeling or what they just anything what they what they have for him um so we did talk about that and it was it was actually something that was he meant it in a way like he was excited to 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 mention it because they had looked at so much film and like tried to find something um for me to work on defensively and like they found this one thing so he was actually kind of kind of pumped up and jacked to to share it i think um and it's it's actually a pretty pretty minor thing and we we talked about it and um you know, I, I'm I'm open for um, for anything they have for me. I mean, we've been talking about a, a lot about how open I am to making adjustments, hitting. Um, I'm open to uh, you know the defensive positioning changes and um, you know having a consistent pre-pitch setup, which I think is what um, he talked about um, in, in that comment was just having a pre-pitch setup. And really, all that is was um, I'll sometimes go right left and then like kind of bounce into my setup and then other times I would go left right and kind of bounce into my setup and for me I would do that when I would try to kind of cheat thinking a guy would hit it either right or left so I would land on that foot so I could get a little better jump on the ball and I think all they all they want me to do is just have a consistent landing and instead of cheating one way or the other just be set up there to begin with um so I don't have to cheat to get to a ball if they just if they think I'm going to, if I, I think that I'm going to, that the guy's going to hit it there, then I'll just set up in that position to begin with. 
I will that's, vouch. That's all really the changes. I will vouch for the fact that uh, Gabe was very excited talking about it when we talked to him. And the last uh, question alludes to something that you had just brought up. Um, we've, we've seen some uh, changes in some of the defensive positioning uh, with Kai Correa uh, and, and Wotus together working uh, as the infield coaches. Um, I think uh, Evan Longoria is moving around uh, to different parts of the right side. I mean, he, he will go to the right side and has maybe a little bit even more extreme this year. You've changed some of the positioning that, that you've been, uh, you know, it, what is the major difference as, as far as you, you're concerned? Uh, for me personally, I, I mean, I, I won't be on the right side very often, I don't think, um, if ever. Um, so the biggest change for me is my, my straight up lefty spot is a little bit, is actually a decent ways up the middle more than I have in than I've played in the past, um, probably by like two or three steps. Um, so by straight up, I mean like just your average standard left-handed batter where um, the infield straight all the way across, um, that that position is more, is closer to second base, more up the middle than it has been in the past. Um, and then my straight for for right-handed hitter is a little bit more to my right than it's been in the past. So that's, that's really the only, big positional changes for me okay it does seem like uh evan might be a little bit farther to right You're, you have to work yeah. with him on taking that double play throw you you made you had double play throws last year but from from farther apart where he's almost like um you know a second baseman pulled way off to the right side when there's a left-handed hitter yeah i think that'll be the change the biggest change for him is when we do go into a shift he's going to be the one going over on that right side at, at I think every time or, you know, whoever's at third base um, will be going into the shift. And I think the third baseman, we haven't we haven't worked on it a bunch yet, but I think the third baseman will be um, the one in the four hole um, that in between first and second um, spot where the second baseman will be more up the middle. So it'll be easier in a way for me. So I'll be taking the throws from whoever on the right side, um, just like a normal a normal double play from a short for a shortstop and then the second baseman will be taking any double play balls that i get okay. well listen uh thank you so much brandon i really appreciate it i wish you luck this spring i think uh i think you're playing in the next game against the uh was it the brewers uh tomorrow against the brewers yeah all right thank you and have have a good spring all right thanks henry Thank you for listening to this episode of the Giant Splash. We're going to have a lot more podcasts from spring training down here in Scottsdale, Arizona, so please look out for them. The Giant Splash is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support the Splash and all of the Chronicle's great journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com pod.